You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Brothers Turbo. Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is, as always, Todd Stark. Hello, hello. Uh, how have you been, Todd? You know, tired. Yeah, it's been it's been a bad week. There's a lot it's of tired. snow and snow, ice. And, and I didn't get to enjoy any of it. No. It was the, the shitty, just go to work in this shit, mm-hmm. and don't, you look at it out the window, you're not going to slid in it. No, no, not no. Not at all. And I didn't, I mean, I really didn't enjoy it either, and I didn't mm-hmm. go to work. Yeah, you were on a mountain. Because, yeah, I'm stuck when it snows. There's a very deep driveway, and I will slide right down into a ditch. And I just deep don't is not do the that. word. Like, I would go more for, like, tall. Yeah, that could work, yeah, too. Tall driveway. Mm-hmm. So, I just, I didn't really want to deal with that. But I did finally get out. So, it's not like I was stuck for a long time, just two yeah. days. And even the yeah. last day was a little... I got out by the end of the day. Let's just put it that way. I mean, let's be honest. Were you stuck? The first day, yeah, for sure. I would welcome that first day. Well, I can't go to work. Well, because it snowed. (laughs) Did it not snow all day? Yeah, Or Tuesday? And we were at work. Yeah. And, you know, I I looked at it, and when I got up that morning to go out to work, I mean, I was ready to go, and then I just decided, well, hmm, all right, well, maybe I can get there. And then as soon as I step out to go to my van, I'm hearing ice. Oh, yeah. You know, it wasn't snow. Like, just you could just hear the ice. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Because if I get there, I'm going to be stuck, and I'm just not doing it. Right. So, and I know how my driveway is. I'll never get back up it, so I just wasn't going to do it. I would not attempt to go down your driveway, nor up your driveway, if there was ice or snow. Nope. Not at all. It's not a fun thing. No. But but Wednesday, it was it was a... It did not snow. It flurried for a little bit, and then I just decided, well, let's see if I can clear it off, and maybe the sun will come out and, and help me out. And it did. you use salt? I did, well, once we got out, I went and got some salt so yeah. it wouldn't uh, ice back over the next day. Right. So I was smart about it. You were. You're a smart guy. I try to be. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, you're all right. You work hard most of the time. I, I'm, I'm always working out. I'm working out. Yeah. Where's John? I don't know. We're, He's a lazy sack of shit. Well, we did. He's got did. the flu. He said, I got the flu. That's right. He's got the flu. Oh, we don't want him around on. here if he's going to be having the flu because I don't want the flu. I got the flu shot. I did too. Did you, did you have a reaction to it? Because oh, I didn't. Well, I mean like three days I did. Yeah. I felt like shit, but no. then I was good. It, it broke me out in hives. I didn't like did it. it. Yes, oh. it did. Wow. After uh, a day, I think. Maybe that's why you wouldn't wear those, you know... Just straps on your little tank top at work. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Because of that. This thing that I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't either. (laughs) Sounded good. It did. But no, John's got the flu, and uh, we were kind of hoping to have him back today. I think he's lazy. It's fine. I think he's got the lazy flu. Fair enough. Yeah. No, it's not fair that he's not here. We're working. Okay. Why Why ain't he working? Because 
We'll just say he's sick for now. If he comes back next week and says he's still got the flu, I then I'm, he better like, be hospitalized. I feel like you, baby John. No, I just yes. I try to understand where he's coming from a little bit more. You baby him because he he's a baby. He's, no, he's, he's a younger. John, a <laughs> filthy ass. <laughs> just, I love him. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mm-hmm. love his filthy ass, but well, someone has to be the mother in this relationship. Okay, got, that's why he got married. That's right. That's your mama. Okay, now, well, she's taking care of him, as far as we know. So she ought to take care of his, send him his ass over here to do the podcast. Okay, well, point blank, I don't want someone with the <laughs> flu and however much. I mean, if he's running fever, nah, dude, go go on somewhere. I don't want any part of it. So let's not let's not have the flu around the show. Well, what if he's not running a fever? He's just got the flu. He's going to be running the running a fever, uh, at least a, a small no, amount. Of, no, I would imagine. No. no. Well, we'll anyway, see. let's just agree to disagree. All right, John's fine. a lazy so, ass. How about you just tell me what you've been playing this week? Hmm. I played zombies again. I'm addicted to the zombies right now. I've noticed. Yeah, it's fun, dude. Zombies, 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 dude. I I tried to play that other game. I got on there. And just sit there the other night for two and a half hours. And I just looked at the menu. And then I played zombies for one round by myself. One round. It's not as fun by yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you have to have a team. Two or more people. Yeah. Or you won't survive long. I mean, there's some out there. I'm not saying you won't. Like Mm -hmm. you can go round for round. But I bet you can't do that Easter egg by yourself. Probably not. That thing is crazy. Because they are starting to develop games now where you... I won't really say they require you to have to do multiplayer, but it's almost like it's encouraged. Yeah. Like they they set the difficulty up just a just a hair above what your skill level might be, and it frustrates you to that point where you're like, you know, what if I had just somebody here to back me up? Yeah, but you know what's crazy about zombies? The I guess the teammate thing. You can always go buy those buffs that you can get yourself up. I guess. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. I know you have like self. Uh, Revive. You can get those through like zombie crates and stuff. But mm-hmm. if you have somebody with you, they can always get you up if they can survive. And the thing is, it's not that the you have to have a high skill level to play this game. It just gets so overwhelming. Yeah. And if you make one little mistake, like you, and they set it up for you, man. Like you'll go around a corner and they have like a drain pipe that hangs out just a little bit further than the corner. Boom! You get hung up and they get you. You're you just got your ass ate up <laughs> every time you look around. It's not. The game was so hard, it was, I messed up right there. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's the beauty part of it, you know. Because yeah. you go, man, I, oh, if I just wouldn't have done that, I would have kept going, you know. But I think it's what is uh, keeping me reeled in right now. Well, that's good, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I always do this with the zombies. I put, that's one of my big things. I love anything zombies, period. But I always end up stuck on this game for a little while. Yeah. And they'll fuck it up on the next, when they bring the map pack out. Because mm-hmm. it won't be as good. Although it looks awesome. Cause you're like at the, I guess the map looks like the, uh, the when they come into Normandy, the invasion, the D-Day mm-hmm. invasion. It looks like that map with the big bunkers and stuff. And I guess it's called the Darkest Shore. I think comes out January thirtieth. It does sound pretty cool. Yeah, I would like to at least see it. Right, they had you know. big guns in it. Like you were trying to shoot these airplanes. I'm trying to figure out why you're shooting airplanes with these zombies flying the planes now. I don't know. What if they're being dropped from the That's, airplanes? Ha. Ah. That would be cool. Ooh, God bless. I want to play this now. <laughs> they didn't screw this one up, I don't no. think, now. 
But they showed a bunch of zombies coming out, just walking out of the water, you know, because mm-hmm. there would be a bunch in there. Yeah. And apparently this is the base where the doctor stored all his zombies, I guess, you know, all his monsters or beasts or whatever he called them. Specimens, I think is what yeah. he calls them, yeah. So he stored them all here. That's the story behind it. Sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if you can make the another Easter egg as cool as the one that's on here now, because it goes from open this doors, turn on the power, uh, reroute the power to... Fill this thing with souls. <laughs> and then you shoot the zombies in a circle and it sucks into it. And then you have to go get something and build a gun. Mm-hmm. So you build the gun, which is not hard. It's just a moving soul box and it goes down. It creates a Tesla part. You bring, Then you go down another side and you have a gun. You create it. And then you reroute the power doing these buttons, right? And you got to get them in a certain amount of time. And, and then a damn Zeppelin comes out. <laughs> and you shoot a light off a zeppelin and a battery hits the ground and it becomes like a soul box you got to fill it with souls again and it blows up and you do this three times and then you move on to the next one i don't know it we sounds like a lot have of work not got past that point it was at round 20 and i just got overwhelmed mm-hmm. it's crazy interesting yeah 21 is the highest i've made it okay that's good though yeah see you should play i really think you should yeah i know what you say i know what you say you didn't get into it but I really think if you were playing in a group, playing in a group might you knew be different. what was going because we there, dude. There's a whole strategy to everything. Let's run the zombies in a circle and shoot them all. You know, well, well take for example something like uh, that we have played together, like uh, Dead by Daylight. Something I can play alone mm-hmm. because they give you that option, and it's it's fun to do that because I'll just play as the killer. Mm-hmm. But I haven't gone back to anything like Killing Floor maybe once, and it just didn't feel fun no, they're, without they're, other people. No, they're not. So. I think those those kind of games they work, and when they work, they're good multiplayer. I like multiplayer. I hate when they tack it on to something. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work for everything. No, it's not it's not for every game. Like God of War Ascension, they added online to it. Now I played it and it was fun for a minute. It was kind of it almost felt like a Super Smash Brothers almost, just kind of beat yeah. them up. You know, it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. There's it's no, not for uh, everything. No, it's not. No. All right. Oh, what did you do? God. Todd's been trying to get his headphones. Yeah. And he's just been stalling this whole time. I've been rambling. Yeah, he's he's rambling. So while you're doing that, I'm going to tell you what I've been playing. Yes, I want to hear what you've been playing. Because, <laughs> because you, you didn't said, ask. You know, normally it's Well, that was the polite. next thing before I knocked my leg off. Yeah, but you could have said, hey, what have you been playing? And then knocked your leg. You know, hey, hey, what have you been playing? <laughs> okay, thanks. We can just edit uh, all the other stuff no, out. No, no, it's, it's you're gonna all staying it. in. You're going to leave it. Yeah, I'm going to leave that because everyone heard. Yeah, and shit. <laughs> yeah. So what I've been playing, uh, I've, I played uh, the Fractured But Whole. I was still playing that. Uh, finally finished it, which I wasn't too far from the end. It's not a very long game, really. Good, but, I like to hear that. But at the same time, I guess that's no different than the last one. It's only as long as you, how much time you really want to put in it. Right. If you want to go around and do everything and stuff like that. But I'm glad it wasn't a very extensively long game, just something drawn out for no reason. But I will say that the plot. Well, before you get into the plot, the first game, you said it lasted 40 hours? Not even that. 20 to okay. 30 hours. See, I like that. Yeah. And this this would be about the same. That right there to me, 20 to 40 hours is the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. 40 hours is getting too long. I'd rather yeah. you stay at 30. So, yeah, this would be kind of in that, that same area. And I didn't even, compared to what I did in the first one, because I was trying, like I said, I was really trying to reach for a platinum. Right. This one I just said, screw it, let me just play it and see what I can get done. And it just got to a point where I just... 
I don't know. I, I did what I could and, and did what I, I could find on my own and then just said, screw it and just right. left it alone from that point because I just, I was like, I'm not going to plant them this. So why even bother or to, to go for those extra things if I don't need to. So, but the story itself, I don't want to really spoil anything for anybody, but it just yeah. went off the rails nuts. Was it, well, this one that dealt with the superheroes. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of what I can say. If you're very familiar with the show at all, I mean, it's it's funny because I, I, I think I've mentioned to you in the past that I've been re-watching a lot of the right. episodes. Like, we, we went back from episode one, and we've moved up now. It's amazing to me how the uh, evolution that show had. Oh, yeah, dude. Once you hit about... I felt like they really hit a groove once they hit about season four. Because yeah. it's like they knew, instead of just doing, you know, simple humor and simple comedy... They really started to tap into that satire that they're so good at. Right. And right now where they're at, I think it's season seven is what we're watching. They've really, they're just nailing it down. Like they know exactly what they need to do, what they need to say. Even if the content is, it almost seems very controversial. Oh, like it always a, is. That's the beauty part, I think. Like there was an episode where they seemingly were making fun of Christopher Reeve. I've and seen that. He was it, like evil, wasn't he? Yeah, because yeah. he was like, look what I can do. And he was like cracking open fetuses, fetuses to, <laughs> to suck out their you know stem cells. And you're sitting there thinking, why are they doing this? But if you really think about what they're trying to say, it's that preconceived notion people have to what brain you know stem cell research is. Right, exactly. That it's not, you know... An actual science, it's just, oh, they're just killing babies and sucking the, the stem cells out of them. So it's like they showed that absurdity of what this was supposed to be. Exactly. And if you, you really have to look at what they're saying, not just the the basic context of what you're seeing. Right. You know, and once you, you kind of look beyond that, it does become funny. Because I think it's I was always just, been funny. Yeah, always. And, and that was a lot of the stuff they did with this is there was just a lot of that good humor that if you saw something and it was just like, man, did that take it a step too far? Try to try to pay attention to what they're saying there because there's a message there they're clearly laying out for you. And it was always funny. And how up to date they are. Yes. Dude, I swear to you, you remember the whole Jerry Sandusky stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. It happened on a what, Tuesday afternoon, right? And the yeah. show comes on Tuesday night or whatever night it Wednesday comes. Wednesday night. Okay, night. it was yeah. a Wednesday afternoon then. Yeah. Wednesday night they had a Jerry Sandusky joke in the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Like, about him being guilty and everything. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, they say... I think the very first time I ever saw that was after they captured Saddam Hussein. Right. Because that had happened during the weekend. And then that following Wednesday, they were showing him getting captured. I was like, how did they know? What is going on? And then, of course, we find out they're working those episodes on a timer. They got them... They're bringing them in as the stuff happens, it seems like. So, I mean, they're, they're, the way their method is, it keeps them very current and up to date. So, yeah. I, I was always yeah. real, you know, excited by that prospect that they can do that. But, again, the, the story for this, it just, I, I don't even know what to say to, to even justify how off the rails nuts it went. Because you're trying to make sense of it all. And, again, if you know some of the history, if I'm going to say one name, and this should, if you know what it is, that's all you'll need to know. Mitch Connor is a is a crucial player in this in this game, and it just takes it to a level where you're just I don't know. By the time I got to the end, I had just my hand on my face going, "What is going on?" <laughs> you know, be fun. Is Kanye West in it? 
Kanye uh, no. West. I no. just said that Kanye. like a, a like a hillbilly. Kanye. <laughs> Kanye. Kanye West. Theoner. No, I, not to my knowledge. I didn't see him anyway. Uh, but once I finally finished that, I was going to play around with a little bit more, and I said, "Nah, screw it. I'll just I'll let it go." And realizing that Monster Hunter was right around the corner because I was looking at some other games that I had, and I was like, do I want to start anything? I just kind of moved back to Injustice 2 because can I, it's something I can drop in and out of. And Can I recommend one? Yeah, go ahead. Did you ever play Inside? No, but it is on my, my wish that. list. Play that. Okay. Two and a half hours, you're done. That's about all you want to play right yeah. now, something like that. And that's either. that's what I was actually kind of looking at with some of my games to see if I had anything short and sweet that I, I could possibly to- drop in and out of. And then again, that's that's kind of why I went to Injustice because it was like yeah. I can just fight for a minute. I'm done. That's kind of how driving games are for me. Yeah, I can jump in, race a race, you know, through. There's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm done. But I still get mad at this game. <laughs> well, I mean, you can still get mad at racing it because, and uh, you know, my family keeps asking me, "It's like, why do you continue to play it? It makes you so angry." And I'm like, I just, Madden. I know I can do it. Madden is the same way. She yeah. gets, she's like, I don't understand why you get so mad. Well, it's because one minute, and I don't know what it is, and I don't know why it happens this way, but one minute I can be just kicking ass and just, like, beating the hell out of all the characters. I'm like, yeah, I'm badass. And then you find this one who just seems to be able to do every fucking move. Black Lightning! And and you can't do anything. You're just getting your ass beat, and you can't do anything. You get cornered, and you're like, I can't do anything. Why am I doing this? And that's what frustrates me. If I can't defend myself, if I can't do anything to defend myself... It's just like, why am I even playing? The computer's yeah. just going to put me in a corner and beat me up. So, screw it. Just he whooped your ass. Win. You ain't never been put in a corner and had your ass whooped? No. I, I got whooped on the bus. First time <laughs> I ever rode the bus. But that it was just one of those frustrating things that when that happens, it was like, screw it. But when you can finally find a way to beat it, and you get that sense of satisfaction, right? that's, when, that's why I continue to go back. Because there was this one, and I don't know how I lost it. But it was just like the single worst defeat I've ever had on that game because I just I looked at it like, what happened? It was a special fight. Mm-hmm. Character was like level twenty. He had armor to begin with. Is this online? Uh, the multiverse okay. things. So these these campaigns kind of shift in and out. Okay. So they so you can they change reset. It. Well, there... they reset on their own. They're okay. on a timer. So is this the so this is the story mode? No, it's uh. It's a way to kind of keep fighting. That's what I was. That was going to be my next question. How and do you? What are you doing? Because it sounds like you're doing something different than what you were doing with the story mode. Yeah, story mode. I mean, that's that's pretty cut and dry. You got all right. your chapters and you play whatever characters. Kind of along the lines of Mortal Kombat, right? Right. Okay. The more uh, the uh, multiverse, what they do is they'll lay out different planets okay. and depending on or different worlds, multiverse worlds, whatever, and it'll kind of give you a text as to what it's pertaining to, but it doesn't really matter. Right. But Say uh, they had like their Justice League events. You'll just go in and you'll play whatever the the stipulations are because sometimes you can fight with whatever character you have. Sometimes they're limited to what level they're on. Sometimes you even have to pay some of the currency that you earn in the game to even achieve or to even start a mission. That's cool. And, And they'll just set up guidelines for some of them to say, this is what you have to do. This is who you have to fight. Sometimes you'll have... Think you're like your environment's working against you. You'll have like missiles shooting at you all the time, lightning bolts. Damn. You'll have sometimes you'll have a sidekick, someone who can come in and help you if need be. And sometimes that's really helpful, especially if you got like a real hard uh, mission, right? Because you can just like hit your stick. Mm-hmm. Say if you you know you're beating somebody up, and then all of a sudden they pull a reversal and they're about to corner you, you can just flick that switch and they get hit, 
and right. it kind of frees you up a minute. Okay. So depending on how they lay out the, the scenario for you, it can be easier, it can be very difficult. And it can be very, very frustrating. How often can you hit a man? Uh, it has like a recharge bar. Okay. kind of gives you, you maybe like two or three seconds in between. So, okay, so you can go you use it and then three yeah. seconds you can use it again. Pretty okay. much. Something, Pretty, something or do you have to like effect. get hits or something to no, charge no, no. it, it up? Just, it'll charge up on its own. You just okay. have to give it time to, to come back okay. up. Okay. That, that would be the way. That would, that's how I would want to find it. Oh, yeah. If, if any time that I had a, a buddy or like an assist like that, I would try to use, utilize them at every given point that I felt like it was necessary. Like I wouldn't just use it willy-nilly. I wanted to make sure that there was a time and a place to use it because if I got stuck, that needed to be my out. Right. You know, so that it comes in handy. You know what needs to happen? This might be just terrible of me, but I just would like to see what it looks like. But a Walking Dead fighting game. Mm. Negan, Rick, T-Dog, Tyson, It'd have to be uh, a very brutal style. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not like jumping and kick, like uh, Shane and Rick's fight in the barnyard, you know, kind of, or the bus yard, that kind of style. Now, what what would be a fighter... Or fighting game that would really kind of, I don't know, show the showcase what what kind of fighting game you're talking about. I, I don't know. What if you had it like um, set up in like a 3D environment, mm-hmm. but you had like a room. Okay, you're 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 fighting in the okay in the bus yard. And there's a little area laid out that you can only fight in. Yeah, and it's kind of maybe like the Last of Us style. Okay. Perhaps I don't know that. Yeah. That's it's. But each fight could be like a, a boss character, you know, like yeah. for a story mode. You know, can you see Negan and Rick fighting? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could see them fighting, That'd but awesome. how how they would be presented would make all it would make yeah. or break it. Because if you saw them doing stuff that yeah no, would just be outlandish, yeah, you it would lose you immediately. You'd just right. be like, no, I can't get behind this. So, but right. I, you know, it, it could be fun if what done if, right. What if like uh, say Negan charges Lucille up and he can hit with it, right? Boom, he hits Rick and Rick has a limp now mm-hmm. afterwards. Or or he charges his python up and shoots him in his shoulder. Now he can only punch left handed something, <laughs> you know? I mean, like it'd still be just a one button push, but it would take away a combo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Something like that. Why haven't people done that before? That I don't would know. be pretty cool. I think it would maybe Especially they Especially in something like Mortal Kombat where they did those yeah. X ray bone breaks and stuff. That yeah. would be like awesome to do. Yeah, now you're make it a crippling work. effect. Yeah. Hmm. But with Mortal Kombat, I think, I don't know, man. It kind of works that they get up because they're almost kind of super-powered anyway. Yeah, very true. But still, why haven't they done that with a game? Like, for example, like um, Street Fighter. That one would work because they're oh, not yeah. really super-powered. But they don't but really But they do, do those outlandish yeah. Japanese anime. <laughs> super Game. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, spinning bird kick. <laughs> I never knew what she said. I, I didn't either. Forever. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, let's move on to our news since uh, we, we got a lot to get to. The news. Boom. All right. What's the boom? I don't know. I just I added a boom. I thought, it, I thought it worked. It's like I hit my knee on the table again. All right, well, plenty of news came down the Twitch pipeline over the last week. I don't know if you heard a lot of this, but uh, first, Twitch made a deal with Disney Digital Networks to bring new and exclusive content from various creators like Jacksepticeye, Luzu Games, Markiplier, and Strawberry17. I said it just like it's spelled, Strawberry. Strawberry. Now, what does this mean? 
Well, each creator will manage their own channels on the platform to showcase uh, live and exclusive on-demand content for several years as far as the uh, deal is stretched. So you mean Strawberry... Strawberry. <laughs> ...is a person. Yes. And Nintendo... Uh, Nintendo. Jesus. We always talk about Nintendo, <laughs> it seems like. But Disney has agreed with Twitch to, hey, to allow content, these content, and then Twitch picked these people. Uh, it's not just these four. I think there are a few others that go along with it. That's those big. Are, those are just four big creators that, that are going to be huge for yes. Twitch. I honestly think because now you're starting to make deals, and you're starting to make money now, mm-hmm. like serious money. Oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll continue with my story please, so, so please you go. can kind of understand a little bit more. Uh, Michael Aragon, who's the SVP of content for Twitch, said that the growth of Twitch is based on listening to our content creators and building the features that they need to be successful. That includes uh, our robust approach to monetization, moderation, and interactive technology. We're looking forward to working with Disney Digital Networks and their large stable of popular entertainers to showcase all that we have to offer, including a passionate and supportive community. Now, on the flip side, Andrew uh, Sugarman, I think that's his name, who's the EVP of Publishing and Digital Media at Disney Consumer Products and Interactive Media. Wow, he needs to shorten that. Uh, (laughs) He needs to do like a shield thing. Yeah. Said that we are always looking to create opportunities for our Disney digital networks, digital talent. That's a lot of digital. That's still still early. Yeah. Yeah. to bring their stories and content to more fans in new ways. Partnering with Twitch gives our biggest creators access to platform tools, expertise, and community to directly engage with and build their audiences. Additionally, in the aftermath of the huge YouTube controversy, did you hear about that? No, what happened? Okay, YouTube, <clears throat> and and this is this is speculation but if you kind of connect the dots why is it always youtube it's just always been speculation like when nintendo and the whole rights thing i don't know if uh, during the last couple of weeks did you hear about logan paul do you know who logan paul is i feel like i remember that name okay he's he's a pretty big youtuber he's got a rabid following on youtube he went to japan right and not only did he ridicule the japanese culture he was like throwing pokeballs at police officers and stuff like that being just a straight up ass he went to this forest that's known for suicides. Yeah, the in suicide Japan. forest, right? That's yeah. the one they did that movie about. Right. And he actually found a body when he went in there, but he recorded it, showed it to everybody, put it in the thumbnail, everything. Just showed a, a dead body on, on YouTube and didn't seem to have any cares or, you know, concerns about it. He just fascinated. Oh, I found a dead body. Oh my gosh. And, you know, people tried to defend his reactions to it, and it was just like, dude, shut the camera off. It's like defending Trump. Yeah. All he had to do was shut the camera off. He didn't have to show the body. No. But this blew up because people started accusing YouTube of allowing this to happen because it clearly violated their terms and, you know, services. Mm -hmm. They never took it down, even though they swore that they went through the proper channels and eventually took it down, but they never took it down. He did because the backlash came back and he apologized half-assed. Right. So uh, suddenly, you know, YouTube's like, well, we need to take a better look at our, our, you know, terms of services and uh, all our, you know, stuff that we have to do to make sure that this never happens again. Right. So what they've decided to do is any channel that has less than 1,000 subscribers and, uh, does not have 4,000 watch hours on their channel, now cannot be monetized. 
So they're taking away their money. And, and nice. it's pretty much that simple. And obviously this hurts a lot of channels. Mine is included. Right. I'm now, come by the end of February, I will not no longer be able to monetize my videos. And, you know, to me, that's... I'm not making a, a big chunk of money, but there's always that opportunity. So right. maybe when that one video finally hits, I could actually make some money off of it. Because now you got to make two. Yeah. It was, you just made one. <laughs> now you got to make two. Right. So now I have to, it just doesn't seem like a viable platform anymore. Because you're telling me that if I can't get no. up to 600 more subscribers within the next month, I'm screwed. They'll be on Twitch now. Exactly. Come on, Twitch. So, well, that's the thing about um, YouTube to me is there's this push to do more than the other person does. Mm. Whereas, okay, is YouTube live at all, or is it? You can be live, but mostly it's always filmed, and Twitch is most always live, pretty right? Much. Okay, I mean that that would essentially be the counterculture of it, both right. pre-made versus live, right? Well, you're just there's that pressure as a YouTuber to wow everybody, and you get something like that. Not to defend the guy at all. No, no, he no. just made a mistake. Mm -hmm. You know, but like I could understand that pressure. And if you see and, a dead body, like this is going to get a million views right now. I under, I know it will. Boom! I would probably take the picture. I don't yeah. know that I would have. I'd probably apologize more than he did. I don't know, but I think everybody would make that mistake. Yeah, nine out of ten times. And again, like you said, I think that, I mean, you're probably spot on with that. I, w I would probably agree, but no one seems to be doing anything about it. Right. No one seems to, his fans, uh, he had, like I said, he's got some rabid fans. They didn't do, they did not even try to say that was wrong. They just right. defended him a hundred percent and told, and pretty much came off like people normally do, where right. they'll just cuss everybody and just say, you're stupid, you're wrong, up yours. Now how about it's just like, don't comment? Yeah, how about, okay. because just they, they watch, can't. If you want to support him, just come and watch the show, tell him hi. Yeah. You know, hey, but he's still here. But even in the aftermath of all that, his subscriber count still went up. Oh, of course and, it did. And all this That's other stuff. He so he's not hurting. This no. is hurting the little guy. I don't understand. That's what I was going to say. There, it's not fair for them to come back and say this because... In the end, it's really just like, hey, this that's exactly what it is. Now they have to do some one step further to even get any money and we can reap the benefits of it. Yeah. And just what they even longer. they even said now is instead of doing their algorithm thing, which I'm sure will still be in play, but now they're actually gonna have someone actually watching videos. Mm -hmm. no, to well, that's what they swear. Yeah, they swear. Somebody's going to watch the videos to make sure that it's it's monetary worthy. So if you cut all those other people out which is like 99% of YouTube, right. then that's less work for that person. They don't have to worry about right. it anymore. Or people. They mm -hmm. just created a job, I guess, maybe. I don't know. But Probably. I don't know. That's just stupid. It's almost like if, if you compared it to race car driving and the first person that had a wreck and died, nobody else can drive. Mm -hmm. We're not racing anymore. You know, it's kind of yeah. that. Why? How fair is that? It's not. It was Dude made a mistake and you're killing everybody else's chance. Yeah, and not to say that they didn't need to do something, but I don't yeah. feel like that is what they needed to do. How about a punishment? How about you know fine him? You know mm -hmm. something like that. If he's a YouTuber and he he's making that much money, if it was money, you know, monetized, uh, fire, uh, fine him. And he and it was that was the other messed up part about it. It was right. monetized, right? 
So, I don't know. Anyway, uh, in the aftermath of all that, Twitch also introduced new tools for its creators to help them build hype around upcoming videos. The new video producer tool allows creators to make landing pages, countdown timers, and reruns for their content. A part of the upload workflow will be premieres, which will allow creators to upload pre-made videos to their landing page. Viewers can then set reminders from their landing page for an alert before the videos become available. Creators can also create countdowns to build hype and also air reruns to play throughout the day. Twitch released a statement saying, The challenge frequently faced is that when the time comes to share recorded content to the world, success is in the hand of the algorithm. Video producer gives creators more options, more control, and more opportunities to find viewers, grow an audience, and make a living doing what they love. Now, on the downside of this, uh, getting your content found by new viewers isn't necessarily a sure thing, but you can easily ensure that your most loyal fans will never miss a video. Twitch claims that the tool will provide more control over the path to success by giving them new ways to ensure their audience keeps coming back. Now, obviously, I feel like their statement was clarifying how they differ from YouTube, and these moves are actually setting them into a position that could give them the top streaming platform a run for its money. Right. Because it was something that I actually thought about, and whether or not it would be something that it would be viable for me to do, if I could set up my channel on Twitch, or even another channel, that would be like my YouTube page, but all it is are my videos running like a TV show, mm-hmm. and maybe it shuts off at some point during the day, my content's always there. It's always running. Right. People could come in at any point in time right. and see it and be like, yeah. what is this? And it might catch somebody's eye, and then that catches somebody else's eye, and so on and so forth, and they could just be having a conversation. Anything could happen. Right. And to me, that was just like, that's not a bad idea. It's I don't know right. if it would work like that, but it sounds like it could. Yeah, it's kind of like your 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 own channel, you're right? A li- a, you know, like a legitimate channel. Mm-hmm. This is what I have for programming today. And everything I could set up, there could be new shows. You could say right. this is going to premiere at this time, this day. People know to to chime in. That's it, big. yeah, it sounds really cool. That is so, big, dude. I'm serious. Like you think about like how YouTube started. This could be that next step. And and I was actually saying that as all this was coming through. I think I even said it to a tweet to somebody. Someone needs to come through. And give YouTube runs for its money. And I for for some reason, I never thought about Twitch. Because when I think Twitch, I think gaming. But there are so many people out there doing things that are not right. gaming. Yeah. You know, I see people doing just regular IRL streams. I see yeah. people doing cooking shows. It's awesome. Reading. It's almost like it's its own network. Yeah. Or- and, and when people do the IRL stuff, whether it's drawing or, or whatever. Right. Not to say that the gaming doesn't fascinate me. That's why you're there to begin with. That's what brought you there to begin with. But to see that that one-off, something, somebody doing something different, it's fascinating to me. And I always am eager to check it out. Right. Because it's not everything else. It's something different. Mm-hmm. So I, I love seeing that. Now, outside of all the big deals, there was actually a hack on several Twitch accounts that was affected by the very popular League of Legends stream. I didn't realize that was big, but apparently it's like huge. It, it is huge. I think it's huge in China. Am I right? Mm, I think so. Yeah. Now, apparently, uh, stream titles were being altered and even bans were being issued. 
One of the streamers affected was Tyler One, which is very original. Was a controversial Tyler One. Tyler One, his buddy Tyler Two, was a uh, he was actually a controversial League of Legends streamer who was recently unbanned by Riot Games and was allowed to play publicly again. Now, when he he actually returned to Twitch, he actually broke the viewer count records. But during his stream, the title of the stream was changed to something vulgar which immediately violated Twitch terms and conditions. Nice. One of the moderators who was thought to have made the change was promptly banned, and the moderator uh, actually responded to try and get his account, re- or account reinstated and find the a- actual culprit of this. And right now, as far as I know, no one has been found. I was, I was curious when I was looking this up. I, ne- I didn't look at the uh, name at first, and I thought, yeah. no, I want to see what it is. It was <laughs> what you would expect. Right. Whether it be not just vulgar, but racist, hateful. Nice. So, you know, the usual troll stuff. Funny enough, uh, now that I'm I'm kind of bringing this up, I feel like this is a good time to bring it up. Epic Streamers has its own troll. I don't know if you've heard about him. Who? Uh, The the only name that I think we've caught him under is uh, Rise of the Banana. Again. So like a hard banana? Yeah, I'm guessing. But uh, he just... Shows up in random streams of all the epic streamers and just starts spouting off racist, hateful nonsense Why until is that someone. Fun? I don't know. And he he apparently, from what I've heard, would create new accounts just to keep coming back in and doing it. So I don't know what his deal is. I don't know if we've gotten rid of him, but he's just like a little rat that won't go away. <laughs> he is uh, the reason why they need to figure out how to link a new account to the same thing. There's got to be a way to do it. Yeah. yeah. And what I would love to know is deep in the back of my head, and I haven't said this to any of them, so if they're hearing this for the first time now, they're going to know. I have a feeling it's somebody we all know and who's feels slighted in some way. Could be. I, that's why would this person have any other reason to do this? I don't know. If, if I, especially our community, we're so, it's so small. You know, as far as, I mean, for right now, compared to other, you know, communities that are out there. But again, he could just be some hateful little shit that had nothing better to do. So I don't know. I bet he's got like a little tiny pecker. Probably. I think. I mean, mean, Rise of the Banana, if you're listening to this, you have a tiny penis. A tiny banana. Like, I would do, I would be a troll. I have a tiny penis. Mm -hmm. So I would be a perfect troll. What? So that's that's what it takes. You got to have a little penis. <laughs> that is the first thing. You have a very big penis. I have a small penis. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I have to be a troll. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna move on. The uh, next story I have is that last week, uh, three separate French publications ran stories that stated some former employees of Quantic Quantic Dreams. Ugh, reported racism, homophobia, and a toxic workplace environment during their time at the company. These accusations seem to be tar- targeted specifically toward David Cage and co-founder Golame de Fondemir. I hope I said that right. David Cage responded in a less than stellar way using the I'm not racist because I have a black friend defense. Uh, he said, quote, You want to talk about homophobia? I work with Ellen Page, who fights for LGBT rights. You want to talk about racism? I work with Jesse Williams, who fights for civil rights in the USA. Judge me by my work. There was also a report of a database of over 600 images depicting minority collaborators and their employers 
or employees in demeaning ways. Uh, racist and homophobic slurs are written out of these are written on these digital altered photos, putting the subjects into sexual positions. There were even uh, pictures altered to decorate employees in Nazi clothing. Now, reps from Quantic Dream issued statements saying that they deny all allegations uh, sometime after David Cage's statement. Sony France even issued a statement saying, as an independent development studio, Quantic Dream is responsible for their social and wage policies. More generally, we expect our suppliers and partners to comply with laws and practices in force in their country. We have no other comment. Now, is it, I don't... I, I don't want to. I don't want to demean this. It, this seems to be a thing that's just happening now. Right. It is. You know, ever since I'm going to say Weinstein was like the cork that just popped the bottle. That no. because he seemed to be the one that just let off the floodgates. Of course, his fat ass was holding him back. Um, yeah. But it just seems like everybody's got a story now, and yeah. I I don't want to say that no one's telling the truth. I don't. But every now and again, you'll hear that story where somebody was lying and it it gets you to questioning everything. And I I hate when people lie about it. And I'm not saying these people are lying by no No. means. I I don't know. I just don't don't see it being that way. Yeah. It could just be somebody's mad. Maybe they got let go. Well, they did say that these were former employees. Okay. But... Uh, did they quit on their own? Were they just tired of it? Did they get fired? I don't know. They I mean, didn't say it. They just say they're former employees. You got other employees coming out saying that it's not true. Mm-hmm. And, and David Cage, he just doesn't seem like that. Right. I mean, they seem so mild-mannered, you know what I mean? But his but his response, the uh, kind of, I'm not homophobic because I worked with a lesbian defense was kind of like, really? Yeah, and I think that's just because you're kind of shocked at the... Yeah. Come on, man. Like, really? Like, I don't know. I mean, like, their show, their their um, their um, games are too personal for them. Like, it's like they have a grasp on anything, the racism, all that kind of stuff. They have yeah. a grasp on all of it. They and, do and games about it. Perhaps that's where some of this is getting skewed. Right. Is because maybe they have to go in those dark places to really get that understanding. Right. Maybe they don't mean... Right. To go there, I don't know, but here's here's a question for you. I would love for you to to give me your take on. Okay, because I've I've this is one of those that kind of bugs me a little bit. You know, right. like where's the moral high ground? I guess so to speak, mm-hmm. or you're in a moral quandary. Sure. Say this is true. Say every bit of this right. is true, and he comes out and finally says, "Yeah, I, I was hateful and racist and terrible to people." And that's that. So now you know David Cage is that person, right? Do you still support his game? Do you go out and buy Detroit Become Human? Or do you look at it and say, well, it's not just his game. It's right. other people were involved. So should I be take should I take this away from myself because I was looking forward to it? To to say a protest or I don't know, where do you, where do you put yourself in that position? The way I look at it is this, like I don't agree with what he did, but I've never People are just some people are assholes. Yeah, like this guy fooled us if he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of asshole. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm gonna get that game. And see, because that's like you said, it's not just him. If that game goes under, the people that he was hateful to get punished again. Yeah, and that that's where I start to look at the the other implications of that because it's not like he did this on his own, right? And another example of this was a. Uh, 
Jeepers Creepers 3 when it came out. The guy who directed right. that is a, I think it was a pedophile. Yeah. If something I something hearing, like that. I mean, yeah. we talked about it. Yeah, it was something like that. Or And people were like, well, you need to go boycott his movie. You know, don't go watch his movie. And should he have made that movie? Probably not. So whoever was behind that shouldn't have put that together because that was well known before he did right. that movie. So if you're trying to, I don't know why you would do that. And maybe they're looking at it the same way we're looking at it. Hey, yeah. this guy's been, he's paid his dues. Maybe he, he screwed up. I don't know. Maybe that's how they're looking at it. I don't or know. Or it's a buddy helping a buddy out. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm sitting there thinking, well, I kind of want to see the movie just out of curiosity, but I'm not going to go spend money on it. Right, right. <laughs> so maybe I'll just catch it on cable. But right. does me watching it at that point, give him support no i'm just no. i, I want to go i want to see the movie just out of curiosity i'm right. not saying hey it's that guy that's the the pedophile i'm gonna go watch his movie I'm it's me saying hey that's a third movie in a series that i was kind of interested in and i'm kind of curious to see where it goes right i'm he's the last thing on my mind exactly you know what i mean so i already forgot about him <laughs> yeah and so as far as he's concerned i'm trying to look at a bigger picture if it is true i'm not buying the game to support him Right. There are hundreds. Others, hundreds of people involved. Yeah. We know that. You have to sit through 10 minutes worth of credit yes. sometimes. So I other people are involved. It true, and it, man. They have to get paid too. Right. They so. have to eat. Tell me one more time exactly what was said. What he said specifically, no, or what, what the you know, like what he's going to be accused of. All, all they really said is that he, they just reported racist comments, homophobia, and. A toxic workplace. That's they all they recorded? Really, well, they never really specified what it was. They just said that's things that they were experiencing oh, they, during that time. So just by their recollection. Yeah. Okay. It was yeah. like that. Like, I know, I think there were a few comments here and there. And I, I, Dude, I think, that, that I think there was this one, on. there was one, if I can remember, it was something like, um, uh, I'm not even going to repeat it. Cause I can't, if I can't get it right, I'm, I don't want to, botch it mm-hmm. but he there were there were a few comments here and there that were were stated but i didn't write them down so i don't remember what right. they were but in in general people were just saying that it was he was being hateful racist or homophobic but yet his response was look at the people i've worked with you know why would you think that i that i would say that i mean it sounds bad but i mean the, yeah it, he it came if anything it came out wrong some people are just rough around the edges, maybe. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, maybe that's how he is not in front of everybody. Yeah. But, they, could, like you said, they could have took it wrong. I don't know. It's it, don't know. until something's clarified yeah. beyond this. I don't know, because you still have the, the picture issue. Now, that could be done by anybody, though. Yeah. So, that could just be one rotten tomato in the whole bunch. Right. So, I don't know. I don't I don't believe pictures anymore. It seems, you know, I just don't. No. All right. Moving on. On Friday, Monster Hunter World drops, and players can finally experience the full glory of the game. The full glory, and I, I sit here so and not hyped. be able to get online. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are not hyped for this game, for any reason whatsoever, either A, it just does not interest you, which is fair. You have a reason not to, to be interested. But if you're interested but not hyped, then you will be happy to know that an early review from Famitsu in Japan dropped, and they gave it a... 39 out of 40, which is an odd scoring That's, system, but yeah. okay. 
Now, that is a weird score. Yeah, a I weird score. I don't know how they do that, but you got seventy-two out of eighty-five. Yeah. <laughs> oh Why eighty-five? I don't know. Just well, happened. We're, we're, yeah, we're just. Now, <laughs> Famitsu does have uh, a bit of a reputation for being lenient on yeah. games, uh, especially Japan or say, yeah, Japanese, Japanese developed games from big publishers. But if you look over the highlights, some this does not seem to be the case. Uh, here are a few of the main points that I, I got here. Uh, you Hit have with them. 50 to 60 hours to reach the main ending of the game, of the main campaign, right. but you still have tons of replay beyond that. Side missions... Mm-hmm. Uh, extra DLC that they're going to add for free, all sorts of stuff. You're going to have plenty to do. There's a massive increase in the feeling of presence and plenty of change to make it a more comfortable experience, truly worthy of being called the next generation Monster Hunter. Uh, the seamless areas keep you in the action without interruptions. We saw that during the beta. Mm, I didn't. Well, yeah. <laughs> you could have if you'd played alone. I, just, I don't want to play that game alone. Well, you could have played the easy one alone. I mean, I fought for a minute, with, but I just felt lost. You know, I, went, I needed a, somebody to guide me. They were, they, you had a guide. You could have just listened to the lady. She would have told the you what to do. The lady didn't tell me shit. She did. She Man, told she you said, everything the, to follow do. Follow the lightning bugs. And it wasn't that fun to me by myself. That's one of those games, man. It's like Killing Floor. I ain't going to play it by myself, myself. man. All the time. Yeah, I know. You love that game. Mm-hmm. Like, you are so excited. Anyway, the pacing of the action has also been increased, so it's a lot more action-packed. Of course, we saw that in the beta. Uh, a wide range of information from weapon trees to monsters, weak points, and parts that can be broken are now all can be uh, checked in the game, which is really cool because you kind of had to figure that out on the mm-hmm. other games as far as, like, weak points right. and, and stuff like that. So that's really awesome. Uh, now it's you know that makes it easier for everybody to uh, to start a new game if you're new to the to the Monster Hunter franchise. Scout Fly is a revolutionary. I have to agree with that because if you wanted to track your monster last time in the right. other games, you had to uh, make like a paintball <laughs> and tag them, right? And even that would disappear after time. That's so nice. yeah, it but was, it's kind of realistic. Yeah, but this at least kind of gives you a way to keep track of them if you lose them. Yeah, which is which is definitely helpful. It's cool to me that you can lose them. Yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Cool. Definitely, it adds to the uh, chaos when it comes down time. Like if you're running out of time mm-hmm. and you can't find them, that's right. really frustrating. I don't like the time thing. the The time has to. They didn't specify this here, right? But I'm I'm going to guarantee you that the time will go up. Is there a story mode? Yes, going to get to that. Okay. Uh, the areas are spread out in all directions. There's always more things to find or see, and that's what I wanted to do. Right. So I'm hoping that. You actually have a way to just explore. Yeah, because that was what I didn't like about the beta. And that's that's what I'm going to assume that they were trying to do. You have 15 minutes to experience all you can experience. Yeah, and then we're going to cut you off. Yeah, So at least, yeah, that kind of keeps you from just... If they gave you an unlimited time, you're just going to be sitting in there doing whatever. Yeah, But at the same time, it's not like it's going to do you any good. Because collecting stuff during the beta is not going to do you any good. You're not going to keep it. Uh-uh. So um, that would have been kind of cool, though, to yeah. let you roll that over. Anyway, uh, the story has a strong, solid through line, which this definitely seems to be a much deeper story than anything I've seen out of the other Monster Hunter games. Well, I mean, so what is the premise about. to the stories on the other ones? Well, it depends, because um, the one I can remember, I'd say clearly, because I played it more, was mm-hmm. Monster Hunter 3. Right. Uh, there was a monster called the Leviathan. It's not a Leviathan. Something like that. I can't right. remember what. Uh, gosh, 
starts with an L. The name is like right there on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> You're embarrassing yourself. I, I am. Damn it. Anyway, Damn. this monster, which is a long snake serpent, uh-huh. uh, was terrorizing this little town. Right. They sent a message out to the guild of monster hunters or whatever. I'm sure there was a more official name. Yeah. You were sent to be their hunter. Your hunter. So they or tell huntress. you, or huntress, yeah. and they tell you what they've been experiencing. Here are all the problems. So you start taking the missions from the, the guild hunters or the hunters guild, and you start taking care of the monsters. And until, you're trying to find this big one. Right. And then eventually he'll show up after you complete so many quests. And then you'll take that one as your main mission to go after him. Once you kill him, other things start to happen. You know, so there's a much larger story at play. That's, That's why cool. you think you're there, but then there's like, wait a minute, there was something that just happened, like an earthquake. Something's going on here. Something's amiss. Uh, maybe maybe you need to take a look at that. So they keep you around. That's cool. So, yeah, it, it really expands out. So I'm curious to see how this one, because, again, this one seems much deeper. Now, it also says that the game is definitely a uh, game for cat lovers. Obviously, if you've seen the Palicos or Palicos, however yeah, you want Yeah, Peyton loves those, dude. But they are your best friend. If you make sure that they're equipped properly and they can help you out, they will always back you up. And that's what I like about Palicos. Well, they have like, um, you know, like dogs, too. Yeah. Yeah, they need dogs. Well, yeah, maybe, but could you see a dog doing that? Like, I sure could. Okay. I just don't think, uh, the visual just seems weird. It would look like the dog on the labyrinth. Uh, I don't know. They'd have to they'd have to try it out and and let me see if I, I would get in. It could on be it. like Brian. Maybe I don't know. It's just it would work. The palicos work the way they are. You just like them because they're cute. Yeah, and you can you can design yeah. everything. You can design a dog. Yeah, maybe you can design a cat. You can design a dog. Anyway, uh, the gerbils, all kinds of shit. Weasels. It also includes <laughs> systems that serious fans can dig down deep into. So, um, reviewer no. I have been sold on this game since day one. I'm I'm glad to hear this, regardless of their reputation for being uh, soft. Uh, we will have a full review when the game releases. A or at full least, review. Yeah. Well, maybe not like the day the game releases, but the week, the show after the game releases, right. somewhere in there. So if you're wanting it for your birthday, come get this review. That's right. <laughs> so we will have a review for you when we get to play it. And can sit down and, and give yes. you our and two cents on it. If anybody's listening and you want to give us your game like a couple days early, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, you can specify what type of review, you know, you get. can't tell us if it's going to be good or bad. But. No. Game developers, we, we uh, f- have worked with one or two. Uh, we've had one or two on the, the show, actually, if you go mm-hmm. kind of go back through our library last year. If you have a game, we'll play it. We'll review we will it. Play we will be honest. And we'll be honest. Yeah, and we'll and, have you on the show. I would feel like as a, you know, a game developer, this would be the firstest, I mean, the first, the the perfect jump off spot for, you know, honest and uh, just get a good, you know, opinion on the game yeah. outside the box, I think. Because what, what good does it do us to lie yeah. about your game and say that, oh, this is a great game and it, when it's broken? PS4. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I'll take PC. You can get PC. I want the PS4 one. And we need, we need an Xbox player. Well, we really don't. No, we don't. Okay. I, I might just... No, I can't even say that. <laughs> we got PC. That's fine. Yeah. All right, I'm going to move on. Um, So your favorite subject, 
Nintendo. Yes. Damn Nintendo it. is doing it again. Pushing the envelope in innovation. Oh, God. Introducing the Nintendo Labo. What the flip? It is a do-it-yourself kit that allows players and families to build their very own creations that are then used alongside the Nintendo Switch and the Joy-Cons, immersing yourself deeper into the game. Essentially, you are building cardboard (laughs) pieces into objects. Then you are connecting them to your Joy-Con... As they, they call uh, the... Slipping it over top of it? Something like that. Uh-huh. Or they're calling these cardboard constructions toy cons. And then you can create them. A great example is, or at least from what I saw, you create a fishing rod and then you put the Switch uh, tablet down and then you've got your Joy-Con and the, the fishing rod and then you can, you know, cast and then fish with the, the toy con. While you're looking Mm-mm. at the screen. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope. And I'm sure that they'll have a golf thing where you can make it into a golf club. Uh, and baseball, then a little cardboard hit, golf club. They're going to make Wii Sports again. Yep. With with Labo. That is so... Why, that is the thing I hate about Nintendo. The fucking names they come up with. Labo. Wii U. Wii. That's stupid. Come up with something <laughs> cool, man. Switch is a cool name. You did good on that one. Yeah. But... Labo. Labo. You just screwed that one. Mm-hmm. Labo. Now, Labo comes with two purchase options. You have the variety kit, which contains five small projects and their respective games. That goes for about $69.99. Then there's the robot kit, which allows you to probably build a robot. Probably. But who knows? With Labo. Yeah. And that goes for $79.99. This launches on April 20th, and I have no doubt that it will sell out. 420. You got to be high to buy this shit. <laughs> well, look, man, everything that they've come up with, all these outlandish things, they sell. They because always it's sell. Just like people that buy the uh, Switch and the Wii nowadays also watch QVC <laughs> and they will buy whatever the hell you show them. I don't know why they do that, you know? And I don't know. Maybe, this, maybe it's cool. I don't, know. I don't know. If you're really into Switch, you know, like. I feel like it's one of those things that it's cool at first, like. All right, then maybe go, this will be kind of neat. Buy this. Yeah, eventually you're going to look at it and be like, yeah, "It's cardboard." It's cardboard that my dog just pissed on, and because essentially you're paying now. ten dollars. Because I'm I'm going to incur the cost of fifty nine ninety nine as the game you get with it, right? Which better be a solid game for sixty Labo. bucks. But then you're paying ten dollars for some cardboard that you turn into an object, and I could do that with my own cardboard box. I got a knife. I cut a damn golf club out of a... When you swing the golf club one time, that neck's going to be in on the golf club and it's just going to flop. You ain't going to want that no more. Hmm. Never know. $10 down the drain. <laughs> $10 gone. Well, it's kind of... And kind of back what you said, the Wii Sports thing, kind of what they did with the uh, Wii U and uh, Wii Sports. Yeah. Where you would... You'd still play with the Wii controller, but you'd put your tablet on the floor and yeah. that would be your ball. Stupid. So you could see the ball on the screen there. And then you just hit, like you couldn't see it on the screen in front of you. Yeah. So dumb. They, That's why the Wii U failed. Well, they, they try sometimes, I think, to, to take that extra step for innovation, and it innovation. goes a step too far. Give me effing graphics, dude. Make a powerful console. One hmm. time. One time, Nintendo. Just go balls the but wall. But look what they, I think they're afraid to do that. Because they if are. you take a look at the last time they did that, the GameCube. Come on, man. I, I dude, Think I'm about with you. what generation they came out in. Am I right when I say the PlayStation Two was out? 
Yeah. Okay, that destroyed everything. Mm-hmm. Now, now, get let Nintendo roll out a um, a Switch type console that's actually got balls. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they if they would go that extra mile just to see where they could go with right. it, I guarantee you they they'd nail it. I know they would. I mean, right. I know. And then just take your games and let them grow up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just let them grow up. Release them. You know, it doesn't need to be all of them either. It's just a few. Yeah. Metroid, one of them. Mm-hmm. Let Zelda grow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you could, I don't even know if you could with Mario, but if you could in some way let it, I don't know, Mario's okay. Just kind of, you don't have to reinvent the wheel with Mario. No. You like. can keep him G-rated. It's fine. Yeah. Star Fox could be your PG. Yeah. Because you could make that Star Wars type. Right. You know, and, and never really that. have to, to cross that barrier. No, Zelda's with- your PG-13 and Metroid's your R. Right. And Zel- you know, well, I think Zelda could even almost be R, depending on how dark you make the story. Yeah. Zelda Probably could, could die, be. You know? Like, for I real. Know. But anyway, they're going to make their money back on this. This could be another, yeah. this could be another virtual boy. I don't know, but... Dude, they spent $25 on the whole idea. <laughs> and they're no, selling no. them for 10 bucks a piece. Cardboard. But they only spent a penny on the name. Labo. Labo. Somebody gave them $25 just to use the name. Mm-hmm. And then they took that twenty five dollars that they got and they made the cardboard idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, they're gonna well. make all their money back. <laughs> in two, they're gonna sell two pieces. And they'll all get it back. back. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, a few tidbits I've got. Tidbits. Uh, the first tidbit is Microsoft announced that Minecraft team leader Matt Booty. <laughs> Booty. Has been promoted to corporate vice president of Microsoft Studios right under the big boss, Phil Spencer. Spencer himself. He'll be the next one. Spencer himself made comments about bringing positive change to the brand in 2018, and this seems to be their step in that direction. He said, I wanted to make sure that we had the right organization in place to deliver our content goals. With that, I made a decision that I wanted to anoint a leader of our Microsoft Studios organization. Booty. himself spoke out about the promotion saying this is an incredible privilege and honor to step into this role i'm really or i really look at it first and foremost as an opportunity to serve and provide leadership layer a leadership layer there we go to the studio head so they can focus even more on making great games well good for you now, on the flip side of that coin, Sony had a shift in power as well, with Jim Ryan assuming the role of deputy president of Sony Interactive Entertainment. I like Jim Ryan. He's now, right. prior to this role, he was head of global sales and marketing of uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment and president of the Europe division. The 22-year veteran of the company released in a, this statement saying, It is a huge honor to be named deputy president. I'm looking forward to leveraging the experience I've had with PlayStation, both in Europe and in leading global sales and marketing, to support Jim Kadera as SIE strives to further expand the PlayStation business globally. Together with all of our employees and partners, I'm committed to continuing to deliver unique entertainment offerings that are possible only on PlayStation. Who did he take over for? I, I didn't find that out. I didn't see a name. Okay, now you know um, Andrew House stepped away. Did he? Yeah, and somebody, I can't remember the guy's name, took over for him. And he came out with that statement, you know, um, games as a service, they're still looking into that. Hmm. 
and everybody kind of lost their shit. Like, what does that mean? What does yeah. that mean? Because Sony said that for a while. <clears throat> Games as a service. Like, what are you talking about? That sounds like EA talking. Yeah, but it. I don't. I don't see them going that route. They haven't mm. ever before. You know what I mean? So like, they would what lose. Are they talking they, about? they seem to be a little bit more in tune with their players right. to do that, mm-hmm. especially after that backlash. Right. So stupid. I just feel like games as a service. Like, what are they talking about? Like, what what idea do they have? Mm-hmm. That's. I feel like it's more of an idea than what we're reading into it. Games as a service. Like they need to clarify it before people lose right. their marbles. And that's one thing that they have struggled with the last half a year is clarifying anything Mm -hmm. they did good with the uh you know the launch of the ps4 and on up through then they come out ps4 uh, PS4 pro and it starts getting muddy like clarify what this is yeah you know and it's something else another statement clarify what this is and they just they're not talking at all which sometimes maybe that's the best policy they haven't suffered anything it depends depends on what they're hiding I don't know if they're hiding anything or just getting cocky again like they did with the PS2 era, you know? Like, well, we'll see. That PlayStation rolled into PlayStation 3, they were had their chest out, you know, and then mm-hmm. they got smacked. Well, <clears throat> that's why you need to remember your history, kiddos. Yeah. All right. While we're still on the business end of it all, on the other end of the spectrum, Activision CEO Eric Hirschberg, who has been a big part of that business for the last decade, has decided to leave the company. His work helped Call of Duty, Destiny, and other projects into successes they are now. Hirschberg released a statement saying this is an amazing company, one which routinely delivers epic experiences for our fans on a scale that no one else can. I have nothing but admiration for the team uh, I have worked with and have the privilege to lead. I have nothing but appreciation for Bobby for giving me this transformational opportunity and for also having the vision and the conviction to champion a creative person for the leadership role on this scale. Now, there is no word what his next move will be or who is stepping into his position. Yeah. So, that could be uh, big. a lot of shakeups this week. <clears throat> yeah. Well, whoever gets that job, they'd just be well to just let it keep going. Because that's a well-old machine. Or no. Oh, yeah. Seems like. Mm-hmm. Start thinking about I was just thinking about, like, yeah, they Call of Duty and Destiny. They... They bring out a new Call of Duty every year, and it seems like it's always decent. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it never, oh, this year slacked. You know, yeah. you know what you're going to get every year with Call of Duty, you know. And it's just a lot of other companies couldn't do that, I yeah. don't think. Like EA can't do that. They can't do that. No. They barely do it with Madden, and some years they screw it up, mm-hmm. you know. I wish that, like, somebody else had that franchise. It's like give them time. They'll lose, start losing franchises. Yeah. It just depends on what like it's going to take for them to start years, pulling like. away. Uh, next little tidbit is a teaser trailer uh, connected to Dead by Daylight. Gave a hint to oh. the next killer. I know who it is. This trailer showed video footage, ticking clock, mannequin head, and what looks to be a reverse bear trap. And the teaser ends with a text saying, let's play a game. Who do you think it is? I think it's Jigsaw. You're probably more spot on, yeah. I also heard they're going to create a new killer called the Hangman. I didn't hear that. that. I didn't hear that. I don't know how true it is. Well, uh, now, obviously, they didn't specify in the trailer that it was, in fact, Jigsaw, but if you kind of take a look at the hints, it's probably in that direction. So, now, that said, here raises a question for me. How are you going to play as Jigsaw? Because that's just... He never really did the killing. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of weird. 
I know. bet you're going to be that damn dummy. Well, see, that that was a, a thought too, but how would you even play as that? Well, okay, like when you watch Jigsaw, the movie now, the mm-hmm. new movie just came out, like, you know, the, the cover of the movie's got his face all yeah, just crispy paint looking you know, like peeling off of his face. Have you seen the new movie? I have not. I kind of want to see it now when I seen the poster of it. I was like, man, I kind of want to see it now. Even though it's probably going to be just garbage. Never know. Like, what if he's in it and that's who you're going to play as? Like that version. I mean, you saw what they did with Freddy. And I didn't like that version of Freddy. Uh, I don't either. But he seems to be their go-to now. I don't know why they would not go with your classic. Yeah. That's the one everybody loves. Yeah. <clears throat> Let so. him say some awesome like little catchphrases. Yeah, exactly. Hell, if you give Robert England some money just to record some new lines, I bet you he'd do an art beat. Oh, yeah. That's all he's got to do. He didn't even have to get in makeup. No, he Just don't. talk like Freddy. Please. Okay. That's um, what I love about Scarecrow and Injustice, because that's Robert England, and he sounds, he's got that deep, dark, you want to get into my nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So it's Freddy. So Exactly. I don't know. But yeah, I'm curious to see how Jigsaw will fit in, because that's that's an odd killer. Because the the way they did Freddy was odd too. What if there's just traps everywhere? Could be. And you got to save people from the traps. I don't know. I'm just yeah. I don't know. It's just dumb too. No one wants to say it. I should have not even said it. I mean, I hope this isn't just some opportunities. Like, what other killer can we get? Jigsaw. Okay, cool. And then we'll just figure it out later. No, you better have had a plan in mind before you implemented this. Yeah. Other than just being another killer, because there was even a thought someone pitched out that maybe you're playing as one of the. what do you call them? The, the other people who were trying to be Jigsaw with the pig mask? Yeah. I mean, visually it would be cool, but then it's just another killer. Right. So you're not doing anything You're not unique. even going to do anything special with that. Yeah. Except chase them around with a knife or something. Mm. Uh, next tidbit is Take-Two Interactive apparently renewed the trademark for Manhunt, which is leading to speculation of a new game. Oh the God. original was met with a lot of conflicting reviews and controversies. Awesome, uh, but it has a loyal fan base. I never played it. Have you never played Manhunt? I've never played it. I've oh come close. God. I've come close to buying it. Dude, that game is like I would compare that game to um what is uh oh the the top down game you like with Miami Hotline Miami? Hotline Miami, dude. Mm-hmm. I would just set in uh like Rockstar's kind of world, you know what I mean? Like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. You have these people <clears throat> across the map. And you have things that you can pick up and use, like a plastic bag you can put over the face and smother them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, a shard of glass, you stab them in the neck. There's cameras, and you have to wait till it ain't watching and sneak around and kill all these people. I mean, it's just great. Hmm. And I mean, escape it, it, the area. Like I said, I was always kind of curious, and I know it's it's actually on PlayStation yeah, 4 now, but I don't know. I just I didn't know if I would have the... I don't know if I would I would want to play it. Not to say that just because it's dated, it, it, I just felt like it would maybe have missed its expiration date for me, so I would come back to it and be like, eh. I don't, know. I don't know, I don't know. But I mean, I have come back and played some older games before yeah. that it were PlayStation Two that they re-released, and you know, it took me some some getting used to. But I was see, like, that's no, what I, I can't. Say. I wish they <clears throat> would redo, rethink the controls when they bring it back out. Yeah. you know what I mean. That's because the that, one thing. Because it's so much has changed. There's two sticks now. Back then, we didn't even... I don't even remember if we had two sticks. Then we had one stick at one point. Am I right? Or no sticks. Yeah, no sticks. No sticks, yeah. Because so, I don't think they implemented those until PlayStation 2, maybe? But mid-cycle? 
Yeah, it was like it was like because it wasn't original. It wasn't. It started off with no uh, control sticks, and then they came in mid cycle. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't remember using the sticks in this Mm. game. No, I don't don't either. So there's a lot more things you could do. I think. Mm -hmm. And if they make a new one, oh my god, that'd be so good. And that's that's why I'm kind of like, well, maybe I'll just wait and see. Because if they do something like a reboot, since it's been a while since there's been one, or mm-hmm. at least some sort of refreshing imagination for it, so right. maybe like Shadow of the Colossus style. Yeah. You talking about? Yeah. yeah. If they so, did that, man, oh my god, it was so. So awful. we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Because apparently they've had that uh, re uh, reissued since 2016. Right. So. And what, what's awesome how is how brutal that game is. Mm. Like you can pick up a bat and just bash somebody's head in, you know, the guards and stuff, and different areas. Like you're, it reminds me of like Running Man almost at mm. the same time. Like you, you escape from jail and you've got to get to a certain area before yeah. whoever's mastermind's watching you on his camera, and you go through certain areas and there's gangs looking for you. Hmm. There's like five or six different gangs looking for you in this like sub or not suburbs. I guess it's more like a project. Mm-hmm. It's really cool, man. I think you should. I would play it if I was you. If you've never played it, if I if I can find it on a deal or something like that, I'll yeah, buy, I would say I'll don't don't spend it. a lot of money on. it. I think <clears> you can get it for nine ninety nine. I wouldn't spend more than that. Yeah. All right. Uh, next tidbit is the uh, speaking of long lost franchises. Sega has returned or is returning House of the Dead to arcades with uh. House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn. The game features two new heroes using whatever they can to take down a horde of zombies. Duh. Uh, apparently, this is going to be a deluxe size arcade cabinet, so players can actually sit inside of it and get a full experience of fear blasting your way through the dead. Currently, yeah. this game is set to release at the Club Sega in Tokyo. What? Before Club a water Sega? release. Huh? Club Sega. What? Uh, before a water release is launched, no word on a stateside release or a home console release. Meh. I've never big. I love zombies. I've just never been a light gun fan. I've only played a few games if, where they were really fun. If they did that in VR with the aim controller, oh yeah, you might sell me. I might be interested. Dude, make me a zombie game like Farpoint. Mm-hmm. That game is outstanding, <clears throat> dude. I'm serious. That controller changes everything. It really nice. does. Looks pretty cool. And last tidbit is Fox Next uh, recently acquired Cold Iron Studios which is a studio comprised of industry vets who've worked on such games as Bioshock Infinite, Metroid Prime 3, and City of Heroes. Upon the acquisition, it was reported that the studio is currently working on its next game, which will be a shooter based on the Alien franchise. Please don't screw it up. Uh, Well, I was just like... uh, There's not been an Alien game that's really excited me. I mean, Isolation came close, but... It was different. Even that, I kind of... Yeah, well, you know, Outlast did it better. You know know what I mean? Yeah, I got halfway through Isolation. That that game needs to be VR. Yeah. It might change my perspective of it. That game would be so... I mean, an alien game in VR, dude. That's everybody's worst nightmare. Oh, especially if the tail came down in front of your face? Oh, my God. You'd fucking lose your shit. I would just shit right on the couch. Be like, ah! Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. That would be good. All right. Weird news time. Weird news. Have you uh, got good weird news today? Well, I don't. This isn't like last week. Last week, you know, we had some really good weird news. This week, I wasn't even sure if this classifies weird news, but I said, "Well, it's weird for me." Then it's weird. You're weird. A British film company called Woodhouse Pictures is producing a mockumentary film. 
that focuses on players of the original N64 game, GoldenEye. Uh, mockumentary. So they're making it seem like they're professionals? Yeah. <laughs> so very much in the vein of stuff like uh, Waiting for Guffman or uh, A Mighty Wind, all the Christopher Guest movies, and uh, one of my other favorites, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. If you yeah. have not seen that movie. That's the vampire movie, right? Yes. That is so funny. It is hilarious. Uh, gold, going for GoldenEye is what it's being called. Uh, it's being described as a love letter to the heyday of the N64 and the rivalries of the couch multiplayer. Oh, dude, I bet that is going to be funny. <laughs> the, game, the movie will center on uh, GoldenEye World Championships and follow a number of what they say, quote, diluted, cringe-inducing GoldenEye players who wonder why the world no longer cares about their beloved game. <laughs> Uh, there is no mention of a theatrical release at this time, but it is set to release on uh, video on demand, Blu-ray, and DVD later this year. Dude, what was the movie mean you went and seen? Range nineteen, Range forty uh, nine. Was it? What was that? Something like. What was it? Was it Range nineteen? I can't remember. I know what you're talking about though, but I can't remember the name. Dude, of it. I feel like if I never would have seen that movie, I would have missed out on something. Yeah, I thought, and the way we seen it was just. I mean, it's a movie. What was it? Made by <clears throat> Marines, Marines, or, or not just, just Marines, but I think well, uh, military numerous, in general, yeah, right? Military people in general made a, um, a military movie, and it was a zombie like apocalypse kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they're you know in the military in this movie too, aren't yeah. they? Or they just get out? The I think they just got out. Okay, and we watched it with just everybody in there had to be military. Yeah, it I felt do. like they knew everything that was going on. Uh, when they made these little inside jokes like PT belts and stuff, everybody laughed. I'm like, "What? I don't get it. But at the same time, it worked for me because the way they were setting it up was so funny, you know? Yeah. And uh, I feel like we watched it at the best possible time because we've seen it with all those guys. Mm-hmm. And that added to it. It was just... I still want to buy that movie. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see it again. Yeah. I wish... Yeah, I'm, I'm so upset I can't remember the name of the... I think it's Range 19. For some reason, I'm getting 44. Well, let me... I don't know. I can't remember. I'm going to look it up. All right. If you if you come across it, fine. Uh, until then, I'm going to uh, move on to release dates. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, another uh, short week, but obviously we've got some big games incoming. On January 23rd, we have The Inpatient for PSVR. Yeah, so excited I'm excited about for. I actually heard, and I'm not going to spoil this, but there was a trophy in there. Yeah. That's a huge tie-in to uh, Until Dawn. Like it? Oh yeah. It's generally a spoiler if you don't want to know anything about this. I if feel like never it spoils the game. Until dawn, I know. I pretty much know what's fixing to go down. Yeah. I mean, well, do yourself a favor and don't look up because I I kind of feel like I know where this game's going. You know, because of that trophy, and I was like, well, well, I knew where it was going as soon as we seen it was the hospital. Hmm. I mean, well, when <clears> we get through, we'll talk about it. I don't want right. to say anything right now. But uh. Also, uh, well, that's coming for PSVR. Lost Sphere is coming for PS4, PC, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, January 25th, we have Celeste coming for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. And on January 26th, the big day, Monster Hunter World for PS4 and Xbox One. Currently, if you have not been told, PC gamers, you will get this game, from what I'm hearing, fall in 2018. I know that's a long way away, but... They are optimizing the game for PCs, so you will get a uh, much smoother, more gorgeous version of the game. So think about that before you get mad. 
you're going to get a, a polished version. Yeah. Uh, also on January 26, games that are going to fall by the wayside because they can't compete is Dragon Ball uh, Fighter Z. You'd be surprised at that game, though. Yeah, maybe. It's a big falling, but I still see Monster Hunter <clears throat> destroying it. All right. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, I guess that's what it's called. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and Railway Empire for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. That game is doomed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's coming out at the worst possible time. And then, well, you know... It's we'll like see. that movie turd coming out when an Avengers movie is coming out. He's like, yeah. why are you coming out today? We fucked up and didn't see the release date of the Avengers. We're coming out the day before. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> um, never mind. I All right. I what I was going to say. Are you ready? Yes. For... A retro review. I am. I have, we didn't have one last we week. We didn't have one because we had a lot of news. Through the week. Yeah, we, we had a lot one. of news. So uh, I put one together today because, <clears throat> well, more more yesterday I was kind of come up with this idea. And I don't know. I had I had a decision to make and I was trying to dig. I wanted to come up with a very obscure title that maybe not a lot of people would remember. But I have fond memories of. Now. Do you want to take a guess? Give me one hint. Two hints. Uh, Nintendo. Oh, God. That don't count. Okay. <laughs> That's a given. Um, what would be another one? This one's kind of a hint, but it's not necessarily this. Mm, sports game. Hmm. Pro wrestling? No. Okay. That's a good one. I need to do that one. I got that right over there. Hmm. Any you other? got it? Huh? No, I don't. Well, well, another hint. I get two hints. Uh, hmm. It had... There's two games uh-huh. and a spinoff. Right. Uh-huh. Of this. And they all kind of pretty much... I, I've got the sequel. I don't, I don't know. Go ahead and just tell me. Okay. Uh, skate or Die 2. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like the those The Search guys. for Double Trouble. <laughs> the Search for Double Trouble. <laughs> Now, oh, before you go, range fifteen. Range fifteen. Okay, thank range you. Range fifteen. I got it before you. Did. I don't know why we. I was on forty-four, and you were so on nineteen. Much closer, so, yeah, you were. I, I don't know why over, I was on forty-four. So prices, I didn't win the showcase. Of the show, but it's okay. <clears throat> now, believe it or not, this is what was fascinating to me. And this is why I chose this game. This was a game, or at least the very first one, was published and developed by EA. Yeah. And that that was fascinating to me. So that's why this got chosen. That's not when they were good. They were electronic arts then. Yes. Uh, back before EA became the most hated video game in the world, they were looking to make their mark on the world. They, at the time, had distributed four titles before developing their first internal title, which was Skate or Die. Now, the game was nothing more than really a skateboard simulator with a few various ramps and challenges and stuff like that, but it was kind of fun. It was released on various platforms. I think there was NES, Commodore, and, and a few on, PC. Uh, arcade also? Might have been. I believe I feel like I played played it on the arcade, Skater Die. Mm-hmm. He said but that it, in the game. It did have you know numerous platforms that it was on. Uh, it spawned its own spinoff, which was Skier Die. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> And the one sequel, which we're talking about, that was only on the NES, Skater Die 2. Double Trouble. The Search for Double the Trouble. The Search for Double Trouble, yeah. Now, Skater Die 2 actually took a step up and over from going from a simulation-style game to an action-adventure game complete with story mode. Nice. 
Before digging into that portion of the game, I would like to mention that the music being played, hopefully at this point right, right now, now, or it's, it's been playing perhaps. No, right now. Okay. I, this was um, one of the few things that was very unique and amazing about a game at this time. Uh, Rob Hubbard, who was the uh, theme composer and music composer for it, the, the music being played right now was actually played on a guitar, electric guitar. And it implemented that with other elements similar to that in the game, foregoing the typical 8-bit sound that you would actually get at that time. It way also, ahead of its time. Yeah, way ahead of its time. It also implemented digital, uh, digitized voices that actually sounded audible, unlike some other games at the time. And I'm talking about you, Rubble Ribble. Rubble Ribble. Rubble Ribble. Rubble Ribble. like Mario when he counted on uh, Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah. Um. Now you play as the main character who has no name, which seems to be some common trope in video games that yeah. no one has gotten rid of. That guy. That guy. You're the hero. Uh, but your name might as well be Poser, since that's what you're called by this thug named Ice Pick, who looks like a picture of a shaved 500-pound goat caught mid-scream. Uh, your character <laughs> has a girlfriend named CJ who, I swear to God, she's an exact copy of Ariel the Little Mermaid that I'm really surprised <laughs> that EA... On, on land at that time. I don't know, but I, I swear I'm surprised EA didn't get slapped in a lawsuit. They wanted that she wanted to be part of his world. Okay. But you you got if, you've not, if you don't remember, you got to go look that back up. Now, you can also meet up with uh, Rodney and his son Lester, who are actual actually returning characters from the first game. Now, Rodney, who is seriously Rodney Dangerfield with a mohawk, <laughs> uh, will sell you better skateboards throughout the game. And Lester, who is a straight 80s punk, will teach you all new skating tricks. You know, all you have to do is give him your French fries and your CDs and your cassettes and whatever items you happen to pick up. Now, the story itself, once you really dig into it, it's very 80s and 90s, okay? Your character is skating down the sidewalk of this peaceful town called Elwood. Elwood. When you're distracted by the thug, Icepick, who's just shouting at you incessantly, calling you a poser for some reason. I guess he's your bully. But unbeknownst to you, you do not see the mayor's wife's pet poodle walk out in front of you and you somehow flatten it with your skateboard. And that's what the game is about. Well, that's what starts it. Hmm is this tragic scene. This actually leads the mayor's wife to demand that the skate that skateboarding in Elwood be banned. So now you must find a way to stop this from happening. Do you want to know what the solution to that is, according to the game? Skate or die. Well, no, you actually catch her in a warehouse and then you shoot her with your paintball gun. Because that's literally what level one is. You, you go down the street... You go into a warehouse, and she's in there throwing stuff, and you just shoot her with your paintball, and apparently that clears everything up. So we're, we're good now. Yeah, we're good. because at that point, skateboarding's back on. You yeah. just had to shoot her with your paint gun. Yeah. Sometimes I figure. hope I'll be shot with a paint gun. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that that's what it would take sometimes, but, you know. Now, <laughs> not only that in level one, but I would also say that you need to really get acquainted with your controls in level one buying what you can from Lester and Rodney and also, you know, beating her up. 
Uh, one thing to note here is that the levels in these games are very traversable in both directions. It's not just a side-scroller to one direction. Because you can go straight to her, like, immediately, right. if you wanted to, if you know where her warehouse is, and go beat her up if you want to. Nice. But you can go from one end to the other and skate back and forth, collecting whatever you want, doing tricks. I feel like it's a very good basic tutorial level, because beating her is really the, the main focus. But at least by doing that, you can really uh, get familiar with the controls, because you really need to. You said Rodney Dangerfield. I've seen a picture of it. I remember this. Yeah. You remember that? No, I think I that was that. from part one. Yeah. But <clears throat> I remember that. And that, that's the same guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same Rodney. Now, after assaulting this elderly woman, one would assume that your plan worked because your character heads back out to the uh, local half pipe, only to find it being demolished. Oh. Yes. A construction worker on the site just decides to talk to you, and he informs you that this half pipe was built without a proper permit so it must be demolished always a permit man yeah always a permit i didn't realize that's how it worked now as distraught as you are and you have nowhere to go the construction worker gives you a suggestion either you can take up knitting or perhaps you can get a job to pay for the permit go get a job and you can buy this permit and have this half pipe built so then you got to go and skate and earn money Yes, pretty much. Now, I didn't realize it was just that easy to go buy a permit and get the uh, something built like that. I feel like there's a lot of legalities that they're kind of washing over. I think maybe you're wrong. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's like I've never done that do. before. I've never done it before. Well, it's just like this. Mm. Just like this in, like in the real world. Yes. All right. So, anyway, the second stage of this game was actually one of my favorites because you're you're in a mall doing jobs. And I kind of enjoyed the mall setting, and you have time delivery challenges for the level. So what you do is you have a job, you got to go deliver something to a mall or to a store in the mall, and then they'll give you something to go deliver to another store, and you got to go back and forth delivering all this stuff until your job is done and you get all your money. And I always kind of felt like this level was very satisfying because it's challenging. It gives you obstacles you have to kind of dodge and everything uh, straight away. And you can actually breathe a little bit with the controls because it's... There's nothing stopping you. You've got a straight stretch of area with the mall. Right. And, but, uh, you know, outside of your uh, obstacles, you have to dodge. But I felt like you'd really get your flow going with your skateboard if you play the level right. Right. Because with the the other level, like the first level, it's a straight sidewalk, but you've got... Uh, cracks. Cracks. There's I think there was a pothole, and you've even got a... What are they called? The... Parking meters. Parking That's meters, what it is. Yeah. You know, in the way. So you've got stuff in your way, so you can never really get the speed. Right. Here, you can really work up that speed and just kind of weave in and out. And right. I feel like the controls work best here than anywhere else in the game. Right. Uh, now, once you finish uh, doing your job, you can, you know, get all your... Uh, uh, you earn your money. That's what I'm <laughs> trying to say here. That's what that's what you did. You earn your money. Now you, you can go pay for the job. permit. Right. So... You go visit Rodney, because uh-huh. apparently he's your pal, and we just didn't know that. Uh, he's finishing the blueprints for a new half pipe. So you got to go get a, more money. No. What happens is in a twist of dumb luck, your dumbass turns on a fan, which blows all the blueprints out the door. And you have to go to the beach and collect them all. That's a badass fan. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It blew every damn blueprint out that door. To the beach. To the beach. You live seven blocks from the beach. Mm-hmm. 
Now, for me, stage three, you go from uh, working up a very awesome level to a very terrible level because it was frustrating because you had to catch the papers. Mm-hmm. So it was just constant. Oh, there's a paper. I got to get. Oh, no, I missed it. And you're on a skateboard. Which is so you have to, to move at a certain pace. You can't go fast. You got to go fast enough and then slow down. You got to turn back around and you overshoot it. So it's just you're chasing this paper and it's like, why don't you just please stop moving? And get the damn paper. Yeah. So you're you're fighting yourself trying to catch the paper because the controls here just don't work. Right. Because you're always overshooting it or you're not going fast enough. And then when you finally get the speed, then the paper flies away and it's like, why did I even bother? It's so stupid. So you get mad pretty quick. Or at least I did. Uh, but if you're lucky enough to nab all the papers and the blueprints, your girlfriend, Ariel, uh, will head down to City Hall and mm-hmm. she'll get the permit. Nice. Unfortunately and Ice unexpectedly, pick. Ice, pick. Ice Pick, that bastard, kidnaps her for what? no goddamn reason. Now all of a sudden you call Billy and Jimmy Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, this pertains... To the story in no way whatsoever. Ice he did said something at the beginning, and then he comes in and steals your girlfriend. Yeah. The, the, beyond this, he's been nothing but that guy who yelled at me at the beginning, and then he just comes in and kidnaps my girlfriend. He's like, why'd it's you do this? I don't know. He he's just being her. a jerk. He loves the Little Mermaid. He must. So, again, another terrible level <laughs> is because you have to traverse a warehouse, but you have to keep going in and out of elevators. Oh, shit. So you have this area that you skate through, and then you go up an elevator, and then you got to go down, and then up and around. So there's never any straight shots. Which suck. Yeah, so uh, these were not levels designed for skateboarding. Get off your skateboard, man. Because, Run. again, when you're skateboarding, you have to go forward, and then you turn around, and you go back that way. Mm-hmm. So it's it gets frustrating real quick. But anyway, you find your way through multiple floors. You have to find the blueprint... Because he took that too, or the money. I don't know. Everything she had, you know, you've got to you got to find that too. All blue. Beat the hell out of Ice Pick, and then when you do, everything comes together as it should have one stage ago. You know, because he had to muck everything up. So now you can try out the new half pipe and test your skills. This is actually a fun side game. I don't know if you remember this. You can actually do this at the beginning instead of doing the story mode, and it's just a half pipe, and you can do tricks and all that stuff like that. that, So. And then if you can skin your knee or even... I don't know if you remember. I think you break your head open. Yeah, you hit it on the like side of the thing. Because if you hit it a certain way, you'll just see your head fly off. Oh, yeah. It's like early video game box. Yeah, that's your helmet. Yeah. But it looked it looked pretty gnarly the way they did it. Yeah. So, I liked it. Now, despite sounding like I'm complaining about this game and its story logistics, it was actually kind of fun. Back then, that was legit. Yeah. I mean, this is what game I would always come back to often. You know, it was like, oh, yeah, I kind of want to play it. Obviously, we didn't have the choices we have now. So, right. But, uh, I mean, there were certain gameplay elements that were enjoyable, and despite some obvious issues like controls, I was always kind of curious why EA never really came back to this franchise, but if you look at other games they developed, like SSX, I kind of feel like that kind of was the evolution of this, just into something new. Right. Now, usually I would say I'd love to see a developer come back to this, but at this point in time, I'd rather not see EA touch this series. No, or no. They just need to Get this skateboard. Get that skateboard. you got to have this skateboard to get on this One dollar and you can get a wheel. Yeah. These wheels go faster mm-hmm. than all so, your buddies. I just, I'd rather them leave this alone. But yeah. if you've never tried it, never played it, I'd kind of recommend giving it a go. Tony Hawk come out and kind of changed everything. 
and and that probably had a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. So, but no, it was it was fun for the time, and I, I wouldn't mind going back to it maybe on an emulator sometime. Just yeah, I don't know. Taking a look at it again. I think my go-to game was. I think I had two. I would always go back and play Zelda, mm-hmm. or I would go back and play Contra. Yeah, no, and Contra's Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Those three, I really remember playing those three a whole lot. Always, they were fun. Yeah. <sighs> There's a show, man. That's it. That's it. Hey, we're getting our getting our we're getting our back, back, man. Yeah, get it back. I stretched a little bit before the show today. It's okay. Yeah. And you you hit your knee. I hit my knee. I mm-hmm. stretched though. Mm-hmm. That's always good. Stretching is good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's healthy. Mm-hmm. We'd like to thank all of our listeners out there, everyone who listens every week. Your support is much appreciated. Special thanks to our patrons out there who make this show and other shows we do possible. Thank you. If you want to be a member of our special inner circle, the go inner to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions and get yourself that status. That way you can get all those special goodies no one else gets, or maybe just before everyone else. Mm-hmm. And a decoder ring. Mm-hmm. Not really. Not you can really. even be called paper or pencil or lead. Or that guy. Depends on how much money you want to throw at me. <laughs> we'll uh, call you pencil. That's right. I'm the head pencil. Pencil dick. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I love you. I know you were going there. <laughs> <laughs> now, this year we hope to have some new and exclusive merch for our patrons. I'm still transitioning sites from Redbubble to our new site. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled in 2018 for an announcement. And if you have a story or topic that you want us to cover, hit us up on Facebook and let us know. And you know what? If there is another social media platform that you need Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo to be on that would be convenient for you, let us know. We got you. We have a very quick response on our Facebook page. Yes. But we we can't do this without you talking to us. We don't know what we're doing right. We don't know what we're doing wrong comments that's why people you hear it on youtube all the time comments please comment we need to know what we're doing right and we need to know what we're doing wrong i honestly yeah. feel like something has shifted because i've told you before that porter and ale is probably one of my favorite my best youtube shows it just it didn't seem to to hit the wall this time so i don't know what's going on right. i need communication please. fans need to communicate not just with hateful, hateful vitrol or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Don't call me a hillbilly. Just No, just tell me what what is... Do you like it? Do you not? If you don't like it, then fine. What I'm going to take you your like? silence as a dislike. Yeah, what would make you like it? Yeah. Maybe it's just one thing. Exactly. Maybe more John. I don't know. Maybe. You've got the flu. But anyway, we try to be everywhere we can. Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. Why not? Google Plus. <laughs> no, we're not enough porn. Okay. Well... We will try to be wherever we can, but we need to know where we can do it that will be the most good. Let us know. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. And I am Todd Stark. You are. I was going to change my name, but I changed my mind. That's good. I'm glad you did. What was my name that one time? Chancho Smith. Chancho. Mm-hmm. I am Chancho Smith again then. Nah, I'm yeah. Todd for right now. Chancho. You've been Todd the whole show. You don't need Chancho. to change now. Chancho. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next time. But until then, game on.
This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.